What up, people? It is Sunday, January 17th. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion podcast. So let's talk. Well, a lot has gone on since the last time I recorded the podcast. So let's jump right into it. January 6th uh, is a day I will never forget. I was at lunch and watching TV. Normally during that time, I watched Judge Judy, but this was the day they were certifying the electoral college votes, so I wanted to turn to CNN or C-SPAN to see what was going on, and not to my surprise, actually, I saw the rally uh, that Trump held prior to um, Congress going over the electoral college votes. And this fool and his son, uh, Trump Jr. and Giuliani and a few others, stirred up so much anger among these supporters uh, and advised them to march down to the Capitol and let their voices be heard. Um, I have so many problems with everything that happened that day. First issue I have is the fact that Trump was told uh, numerous times prior to January 6th that Mike Pence could not overturn the election. Constitutionally, he could not overturn the election. There was nothing he could do other than opening the envelopes, advising of the count of electoral college votes, acknowledging that, and move on to the next state. Um, So, going into January 6th before his rally, Trump knew nothing would change, that Pence couldn't do anything, but he tweeted out um, something to the effect of, we hope our vice president does the right thing by us and all of this stuff, and he continued to um, put out misinformation as if something could be done, something that Pence could do. that would overturn the election. And that just further incited his base. Um, so after the the rally he had, his supporters marched down to the Capitol building and basically attempted to overthrow the government. Uh, it was an amazing thing to watch live as it's happening, uh, to watch them go through the barriers where In some areas, it seemed as if the cops just let them through. Uh, And there's no doubt in my mind that there were some police officers that were in on what was going on. Uh, We saw cops taking selfies with these people. Uh, They put up very little resistance. Uh, Some cops even told them where to go and led them into the building. Uh, Other parts of the building that were closed off, they broke windows and doors uh, to try to get in. To the Capitol building, and as this is going on, uh, Mike Pence was removed from the chambers, and all of the senators were removed from their chambers and uh, taken to secure locations. Um, as this is unfolding, what has been reported is that uh, multiple people requested uh, assistance from the National Guard and the Trump administration refused to authorize it. So for at least an hour and a half, 
the limited number of Capitol Police uh, were overrun by this huge mob. And for these people to call themselves patriots, uh, to see someone carrying the Confederate flag through the Capitol building was a disgusting thing to see. And I don't understand how you can call yourself a patriot, but you're carrying the Confederate flag. We actually had a war about this, and the Confederacy lost. They fought against the United States. But uh, the damage that they did within the Capitol, um, it's the fact that this even happened, it's believable because nothing surprises me at this point. Uh, but just to watch it live, and there's actually a, a very good documentary on Netflix called Trump's uh, Insurrection that I would highly recommend you watch. It gives a different perspective, uh, different vantage points that I didn't see in some of the news coverage um, of what actually happened. But uh, one of the House representatives, Ayanna Presley, after the fact, she said that she was in her office, her and her aides were in her office, and apparently the offices are equipped with panic buttons, and she said hers had been removed. So, for her panic button and others' panic buttons to be removed, that's an indication that somebody knew it was going to happen, this was planned, and that they didn't want them to be able to notify the police. Uh, and I think this is way bigger than anybody understands right now. Uh, a lot more is coming out. And I think over the coming months, we'll find out way more about who is involved in this stuff. But um, I think that was a huge conspiracy from the top down. Because we're hearing reports that, for one, there was not nearly enough security or Capitol Police scheduled that day for uh, to be guarding the Capitol. I think that was intentional. A lot of them did not have weapons. They just had batons. I think that was intentional as well. And the fact that these rioters seemed to know where to go, that was very questionable as well. Um, and watching the documentary on Netflix, uh, as they were going through the doors, the terrorists were going through the door of the Capitol, they were chanting, hang Mike Pence. And during this time, uh, Trump and his team just watched it unfold. And Rudy Giuliani actually called what he presumed was one of the new, newly elected senators and left a voicemail asking him, can he hold up the continuation of the count of the Electoral College votes? During this time where people are overrunning the Capitol building, looking for specific um, Congress people to do harm to, Rudy Giuliani is calling Republican senators, asking them to hold up the vote and not sending help. And this was some of the most disgusting acts um, against America you could have. And these are from your own citizens. Um, People had zip ties, they had weapons, and a lady was eventually shot, and I'm not going to even say her name, 
um, because she doesn't deserve to me. Uh, she was shot in watching the actual video of what happened. Now, I'll preface this by saying that loss of life is sad because there was a police officer that uh, died during this whole thing, and I think there were four or five people total that died during this, and they didn't have to. But this lady was seen, uh, they were breaking a window out of a door, and I mean, it's just a mob of people, basically terrorists, and the window was broken. On the other side were guards and police officers with their guns drawn, telling them to leave. She actually tried to climb through the window, and as she was climbing through the window, the police officer shot her. And it's hard for me to have sympathy when you are committing a felony. You broke into a federal building looking for federal employees to do who knows what to. And watching uh, the aftermath of what happened and the people trying to justify it and basically compare what happened on the 6th to the Black Lives Matter protest over the summer. And um, it's just stupid. I mean, these people use the same talking points uh, about Black Lives Matter. And first of all, the majority of Black Lives Matter protests are peaceful, or they definitely start off peaceful. The issue comes when there are counter-protesters with weapons, usually they're Trump supporters, um, or police show up in a riot gear and antagonize the protesters. Uh, I've seen protesters on their knees with their hands in the air, and police just walk up to them and mace them for no reason. Those are the things that incite the violence and the riots and the looting and the burning of the buildings that we've seen uh, during these protests because there's an antagonistic faction that shows up um, just to antagonize the protesters. But even uh, this summer or last summer when there was a Black Lives Matter protest in D.C., uh, the police officers were on the steps of the Capitol building where they couldn't get up there. But in this particular instance, the police just allowed these people to do whatever they wanted to do, pretty much. And the difference is, you have a group of black people, you have a group of white people with guns. Same thing happened in Oregon a few months ago. They stormed the Oregon Capitol. And there's video of one of the senators in Oregon leaving out of a side door with where the protesters were and letting them into the Capitol building. So the way they treat black people protesting and understand that black people are protesting because of the shooting death of an unarmed black person. That's what black people are protesting. The fact that there's little to no justice in those cases. Uh, the majority of the time the police are found to have uh, acted appropriately and to this day we just had another shooting of an unarmed black man having a mental crisis within the past three days and he was shot in front of his family 
that's what black people are protesting. That's what the Black Lives Matter movement protests. It's the fact that black people are constantly getting shot and killed by the police with no accountability. And a lot of times they're unarmed and there's no justification for it. But these white people are armed protesting the fact that the dude they like lost an election. And it's just amazing to me that, honestly, that this is now just coming up because this is who America has been. America was founded on violence and the fact that you have a large faction of people that are resorting to these uh, types of measures because they feel like their voices haven't been heard. You know, I keep seeing people talking about 75 million people's voices haven't been heard. Well, there was over 80 million people who voted on the opposite side. Everybody's voice was heard. Our voice was just louder. And the fact that all of these senators continue to push this conspiracy theory of uh, voter fraud and in 60 plus cases nothing had been proven it's just conspiracy theories one after another and it, it seems like this group of people they're just void of facts they don't believe facts they say don't watch the mainstream media well what media are you watching in because Obviously, you're not getting correct information. These QAnon conspiracies, I read something the other day on social media. uh, Well, I saw a video a lady posted saying that um, Nancy Pelosi has been arrested and she's in prison. And uh, there was something about the Clintons that they've been taken to Guantanamo. And all of this stuff can be proven to be false if you want to find out the truth. But these idiots just continue to listen to these conspiracies and want to bring violence, and uh, it's not going to end well for them. But uh, the bigger picture for me is the fact that uh, it's just the hypocrisy of how the different groups are treated. And I don't think anything positive came out of this but I think it did shed a light on uh, the hypocrisy of how black protesters are treated compared to white protesters that was on full display Uh, even president-elect Biden in his speech uh, condemning what happened even stated that if there was a group of Black Lives Matter protesters the situation would have been handled totally different but it's different when you have president on down involved in this attempted coup to overthrow the government and basically a lot of these people did this with little regard to repercussions that's probably the biggest thing that amazes me you know we had people uh, on video with their work badge and picture name on it storming the capitol committing federal crimes And one lady from here in Texas, not far from me, she took her private jet just to go storm the Capitol. And she posted about it and bragged about it and said it was the best day of her life. But now, um, FBI is looking for people. 
FBI starting to knock on doors and arrest people and charge them with federal crimes, and now they're crying looking for pardons from from Trump. And honestly, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he gave it to him. But even looking at the people that are in jail, there was one guy specifically who's in jail for uh, his actions at the Capitol, and he was on a hunger strike because the food was not organic, and a judge allowed them to give him organic food. What kind of shit is that? But I can guarantee that type of treatment or accommodation would not be made for a black person. It just, it doesn't make sense. And some of these people have been released on house arrest and um, they'll have to show up to court later. But I think about uh, Khalif Browder. And Khalif Browder was a 16-year-old black kid who had been arrested in New York uh, for stealing a backpack that had um, some valuable things. I think they added up up to like under $1,000 worth of things in the backpack. But it was, he never even went to trial. And he was sent to Rikers Island for two years and put into solitary confinement. At 16 years old, he was sent to a prison and never had a trial. And once he was released, he ended up committing suicide. But you have people that knowingly on video and posted on social media themselves committing federal crimes, you're letting them out, uh, putting them on house arrest and allowing them to go back home. Um, So it just further shows the hypocrisy of the justice system. Uh, that caters more to non-minorities than minorities. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and she happens to be white, and I just told her, when I sit and think, it's hard to be black. And I think about, there are people that will kill me just because of my skin color, something that I have no control over. Just because of my skin color, they will kill me. And I just don't understand that level of anger for somebody you don't know. Um, that you would kill them just because of their skin color. I haven't done anything to you, but you would kill me. And that's the reality of where we are now and really where we have been for a long time. Uh, for I would say the majority of my life, I'm 46, and I have experienced racism uh, before, and it was blatant, uh, especially in high school, my junior, senior year of high school, but I knew how to manage it. Uh, it, It was such a learning experience on how to deal with certain situations, but to know somebody would kill me just because of the color of my skin it just it amazes me but again this is what America has been um it's more prevalent over the past four years because they've been emboldened by the person in charge uh to do so and they feel like it's their right and I think a lot of this anger and what's going on now stems from white people feeling like they're losing their place. They still have this sense of uh, superiority 
over minorities and they feel like they're slowly losing it and they'll do anything they can to keep it. And I heard someone say a long time ago that the poorest white man will still think he's better than the richest black man. And it's just the mentality that they have. They always think they're better no matter what their status is or what your status is. There are people that will always think they're better than you and that they're entitled to certain things. But the system has given them that freedom to think that because their repercussions for the same crimes are a lot different than a minority. Um, So I think we're at a pivotal point right now in America uh, and it can go one of two ways. We can either learn from it or we can continue down the same path and just ruin it. But one of those two things will happen. And I think um, I'm hoping for we learn from it and move on. But I have a feeling it's going to be worse before it gets better. Now, one positive thing that's happened since is that Trump has been banned from social media. Twitter account has been banned, I think, for life. Facebook has been banned for life. And people are saying that, uh, you know, freedom of speech or uh, he's being silenced. And honestly, these are these are things that need to be done a long time ago. I think he should have been banned uh, from the very beginning, from all of his platforms, because of the fact he constantly says I misinformation. Uh, I think the last count I heard was over 30,000 false statements since he's been in office. And again, with this election stuff, there's no proof of voter fraud or widespread voter fraud. Um, Like I said, 60 plus cases were denied or thrown out because of lack of evidence of voter fraud. But yet he still tweets voter fraud and misleading his base. And his base is stupid for believing it without doing that due diligence. I mean, it would have to be thousands of people involved in this conspiracy of voter fraud, including the three Supreme Court uh, judges that he appointed. So when I say they're avoid of facts, that's exactly what I mean. They don't, they don't listen to facts, and it's just amazing that one person can have this type of effect on so many people. And this is kind of how Hitler came into power. You know, when I think about when President Obama was elected, I was very proud to vote for him the first and second time, and I was proud that he won. But I didn't worship him. I don't worship him like they do. I didn't run around with uh, Obama flags and stuff on my car and all kind of stuff like that. I mean, it's I've never seen this level of crazy personally in my life. And it's a cult. It's literally a cult. And they try to say that liberals are sheep. I mean, they use the word liberal as if it's something bad. And I, I take pride in that because, yeah, I want people to have health care. Yeah, I think people should have a living wage. I want people to get out of poverty, and I want uh, the billionaires to pay their fair share of taxes. 
And if that's a bad thing, I guess I'm a bad person then. But what happened on last Wednesday um, was ridiculous. And I hope all of them are held accountable. I hope they're giving prison sentences of federal time. They have to do every minute of it um, because that behavior is unacceptable. And the fact that they felt like they could get away with it, even, you know, just watching people now that are being arrested saying that we're only doing what the president asked us to do. Our president called us there for this purpose. It's just crazy. Um, No other race of people would be able to get away with something like that. They just wouldn't. And America is at a reckoning point where we have to look in the mirror and figure out exactly who we are and who we want to be. But the America we see right now, what happened on the 6th, that's who America has been. Do we want to remain that way and divided and separated, or do we want to come together? That's where we're at right now. And it's going to be interesting over the next few days uh, with the inauguration coming up on Tuesday. Um, you know, there's still plans from what I've heard uh, the next couple of days. There are still plans uh, for possible violence. As a matter of fact, I think there was supposed to be armed uh, protests at all 50 state capitals today. I haven't watched the news yet, so I'm not sure if any of that is going on. But I also heard that uh, they have targets, which are minorities. Uh, the KKK has issued uh, a notice that you know, they want to harm minorities over the next few days leading up to the inauguration, which is just stupid. I mean, I, I don't plan on really going out anywhere, but the fact that this is even an issue because of an election, it, it's just, it boggles the mind. But again, uh, it doesn't surprise me, though, the, the level of... Um, thinking that these people have and they've proven the type of people they are over the past four years and I always would rather know how somebody feels what they think than not know I don't like undercover racism I'd rather you be overtly racist and let me know where you stand so then I know how to deal with you Um, and I was telling my mom a few weeks ago it was uh, around the election time that it's hard for me to be friends with people who support him. It's just hard. And I, I know a couple of people. Um, my stepmom, she's not even my stepmom, but she's my ex-girlfriend's mother. I love her to death. But it's hard for me to talk to her knowing she supports this dude. And it's like, at this point, now you're seeing a lot of senators and uh, Congress wanting to come together and don't impeach Trump because, oh, if I hadn't mentioned, he's been impeached by the House for a second time. And it'll go to the Senate this week and we'll see what they do. Uh, I'm pretty sure they probably won't convict him, but they need to. And if he's convicted, they can uh, indicate that he can never run for public office again. And that would be the best thing. But I think there are too many Republicans that uh, are afraid of their political futures. You have people like uh, Ted Cruz from here in Texas who 
is the biggest ass kisser and the biggest hypocrite of them all, in my opinion. And you have some of these QAnon supporters who support conspiracy theories and all kind of stuff. I don't think they will vote for the impeachment either. But a lot of these people know he's crazy. They know he's unfit, but they're afraid because um, I heard that some Republicans said they're afraid because they think they their family might be harmed. And other ones, again, they won't do it because they're thinking of their political future and trying to stay on his base's good side because it's a, he has a huge following. So they're trying to keep that following, uh, that base, on their side. So that's why they wouldn't go to impeach. But um, I found out that also it's been reported Parler, which is the conservative social media site where people, that's where a lot of this stuff was uh, planned on Parler. They planned a lot of this stuff to happen on, the same, on social media. And after everything went down on the 6th, um, a lot of companies started pulling advertisements and support for Parler. Uh, Apple kicked them off of their platform. Um, Google Play kicked them off of their platform. And they're pretty much going bankrupt. But to have a platform where you can just constantly spew racism and uh, plot to kill people, those kind of platforms, they need to be shut down, in my opinion. Because they're privately owned companies. They're not government companies. So the, um, you know, it's not a constitutional thing where you can use freedom of speech because you do have freedom of speech. You can say what you want to say, but there's not freedom of consequences. So I'm glad that these people are uh, taking their, taking down these um, racist platforms. And this one girl I know who's a Trump supporter, she mentioned Parler to me back in August, September time frame. And she was telling me that she was on this app called Parler because that's where conservatives can go to really express their feelings without being uh, without being shamed. And as soon as she said that, I figured exactly what it was. It was a place where they would go to lie because that, that's what they do. Um, it's, we're just in a really weird time right now. And I'll be glad when we can get back to normal. Um, when I first started this, I wanted this to be about sports and just a lot of different topics. But the past four years, um, every day has been something with this administration. And that's just the main thing that to talk about. I mean, it's, it's important to me. I have to stay informed uh, as best I can. I'm not the most informed person, but in everything I say is just opinions. Uh, I do use facts as well, but a lot of my opinion stuff is just based on how I feel about what's going on. And this is actually kind of my therapy by doing this. So I like to get my thoughts and my opinions out, and this is just the way I choose to do that. Uh, other people actually go see a therapist which I think is a great thing I've seen a therapist in the past so I think with what's going on now dealing with corona 
uh, some people who've lost their jobs and and dealing with the administration and all the violence and all of the lies. I feel like people need to do whatever helps them cope. And this is what helps me cope. Uh, I do hope for positive things in the future. Uh, I'm just ready to get past this week and hopefully there's no issues. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Officer Eugene Goodman who uh, was the black officer at the Capitol building where the mob chased. He actually probably saved a bunch of lives because he was being chased up a set of stairs. And as he got up to the stairs, he looked uh, down the hall to where a lot of the Congress people were. And he noticed that the door was not secured with an officer or anything like that. So he intentionally led the mob the opposite direction to follow him instead of going to that particular location where the senators and congress people were held so shout out to you man for your quick thinking and action and, and possibly saving tons of lives um this mob was of terrorists was crazy they were looking to do damage uh, when you are saying hang the vice president of the united states uh, something is definitely wrong Just hoping and praying that we can get through this. I know we'll get through it at some point. I'm just hoping it doesn't get too much worse than what it is now. Um, and I'm hoping this is a learning experience and a growing experience. And we need to try to find some common ground at some point. But in order to do that, you have to have both sides willing to come to the table. But something I was saying a little earlier was uh, a lot of the senators now seeing that their failed attempts um, to overthrow the election didn't work. Now they want to come together. Now they're calling for unity. And I say F that at this point. For the senators, because of the fact you helped lead these conspiracies for months, um, and now you want to come together. And I heard somebody put it like this. They used this analogy of an arsonist intentionally burning down a building. And once the fire department gets there, they basically say, well, yeah, I've burned this building down, but let's build it back together after they've done all the damage. And I'm just not there yet. No, I'm not there because you intentionally tried to harm you, you tried to overthrow the government. You assisted in this. And I think they all need to be held accountable. Now, at some point, as a nation, we need to come together and put our differences aside. But for these, for me, with these senators, they need to go. And uh, there were five senators who gave reconnaissance tours to these terrorists the day before on January 5th because it was odd that it seemed like a lot of these people knew exactly where to go. I haven't even mentioned the dude that was in Nancy Pelosi's office with his feet on the desk um, and left her alone. And from my understanding, a lot of these offices are not, they're off the beat path and you would definitely have to know how to get to them specifically. 
Some of them were five senators who led tours of the Capitol building the day before, basically for reconnaissance purposes, because it just seemed too organized. Once they got in, people knew where to go to certain offices. And so it definitely seems like there were senators or congresspeople involved in this coup attempt, and they need to be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law they need to be held accountable. So when I talk about we need to come together as a nation, I'm starting with these people need to be held accountable. We need to get people in place, and I don't care if it's Democrat or Republican, but people in place that look out for the needs of the people, of everybody, and not just one party. But until there's no... um, reconciliation until there's accountability. Just can't have it. Trump needs to be held accountable. Giuliani needs to be held accountable. Uh, All of the Congress people who voted against the certification of the election need to be held accountable. The Congress people who gave tours to these terrorists need to be held accountable. And the people who actually did it, who stormed the Capitol and tried to overthrow the government need to be held accountable. Until all of that is done, I don't see there being any reconciliation. Uh, so, going to my verbal middle finger for this week, it has to be the five senators, Republican senators, who gave the reconnaissance tours um, to the terrorists the day before. I hope you get the verbal middle finger. I hope you get arrested. I hope you're um, sentenced to the full extent of the law your assholes and you could have got a lot of people killed and I think that whoever died that day their death is on your hands because you played a role in it and I hope you're arrested and put in jail for however long they can get you Uh, because it's you're a part of what happened and because tomorrow is Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday that's the day we celebrate I want to end with this quote from him and it is In the end, we'll remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Let that sink in. Uh, Happy birthday, Dr. King. That's it for this week. Until next time, peace.